Hi everyone, I'm Jada Burt and this is In My Tracks. You know that feeling when a song comes on and it's so good that it feels like you're frozen in time? Well, that's what this podcast is all about. Songs that stop me in my tracks. I chat with musicians about their inspiration, process, and challenges. And you discover your new favorite songs. Abe is a New York City-based singer-songwriter, guitarist, and producer who is actively challenging the concept of genre. His 2022 single, On Your Mind, caught my attention during one of my endless scrolls, and I have been vibing out to his tunes ever since. His music will make you wonder how he does it all himself, but honestly, you'll get lost in his ethereal vocals. Let's get tracking. Welcome to In My Tracks. Um, Today, I am speaking with Habe. Can you just introduce yourself and tell me more about you, please? Yeah, absolutely. Um, My real name is Max. Um, my full name is Max Haberman. Um, so that's where the Habe part comes from. And I'm actually surprised you got the Habe correct. A lot of people will say like Habe oh. or, or Abe. Um, so uh, <laughs> thank you for, yeah. <laughs> for knowing that. Um, but yeah, I'm a musician. I live in New York. Um, that's the gist of it. Okay, great. So how did you get into making music and doing it professionally? Originally, like just getting into it, my parents were both into music, not like they didn't play instruments, but they just played music a lot. My mom was into like R&B, Barry White, Marvin Gaye. My dad was more into like classic rock. So I was surrounded by it as a kid. And I um, I was definitely impacted by it. Like I knew that I knew that it had an effect on me, but it wasn't like I, I wanted to play anything. It was just like I knew that it it like hit hard. Um, like I would have a very emotional reaction to music at like, I remember a very young age, like hearing, I think it was like an Aerosmith song and being like, this is like the best thing that I've ever heard, um, or experienced even. And so I knew that it had a reaction, like I, I knew that it did something to me, but, um, I didn't have any interest in playing really. And then my friend asked me to play bass in a fourth grade talent show. And, and even after that, that was like my first real experience with an instrument or, or playing music, but even after that, I I still knew I liked music. I just didn't know how I would use it or or what you know where it would go. But when I was ten, I moved from California to Florida um, with my mom to to be close to family. And uh, you know, my dad stayed in California. I would still see him a lot. But the the shift from like a different state, finding new friends, um, leaving one of my parents across the country. Um, that like mixed with my mom working nights, I just had a lot of alone time, um, through like a few years of my childhood. Uh, and I kind of used music as an outlet. Um, and that's where I think I got really into, to actually making the music. Um, I had like, my mom bought me a little guitar and I, I got a piano. And so I started using both of those to like, kind of just like express what I was feeling. Um, and kind of just like maybe not even express because I wasn't expressing it to anyone. I was just by myself, but like, I guess it was just a way to like get my emotions out in a constructive way. Um, so that's like really the, for me, like where the birth of my interest in music started. Um, and then professionally, I've just been kind of releasing music since high school, um, through like different, uh, project names. I was in a band, um, uh, but Habe started when I was in college and I've just sort of built that up um, up until the point where I could start doing it full time, um, which I feel very grateful to be doing. But yeah, that's that's the story. Yeah, that's beautiful. So, yeah, it sounds like 
you really needed that like you need you really needed music as kind of like a friend an outlet and such so did you keep all the influences with you or did you kind of lean more towards your mom's influences as you like grew up yeah that's a great question i i've definitely kept all of them i i think i channel each one differently when i make music um i think production wise like because i produce a lot of my own music but i i think production wise i i I move closer to classic rock. Like I, I incorporate a lot of guitar. I love the sound of guitar and songs. Um, but then vocally, I think I I like the way that you know, Mar- like the Marvin Gaye's of the world use their voice, um, just like a very soulful. Like I think I try to emulate that more. Um, but again, I also use like a lot of reverb and delay and like psychedelic stuff on my voice too. Um, so I think I think I've kept both of them pretty close to me, especially when I make music. But in terms of like what I listen to. I, I I still listen to both uh, quite a lot. That's wonderful. Yeah, it definitely comes across in your music that you're like a student of music. Like I can I can definitely hear hear all of that um, in your music. So yeah, great work. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yep. Who do you make music for? Like I what I'm hearing is that maybe in the beginning it was you were kind of doing it to comfort yourself, but as you've gotten older, uh, what would you say now? Yeah, I you know. I still try to make music for myself. In fact, I think when I do that, that's when it hits other people the hardest too. Um, but I, I, there is always like in the back of my mind, like who, who will relate to this? And I think that it's, it's really just for people who are going through whatever the song is about. I, I mean, I write songs about a lot of different things, but there is a pretty central theme of like loneliness and anxiety to, I, I think, a lot of people slash everyone feels those two things just at different levels. Everyone's been lonely before, you know, at some level. So I, I guess it's for anyone who's, who's going through those things at the time. Yeah. That's great. So have you experienced, you know, many people saying that your music has helped them with their anxiety, with their like feelings of loneliness so far? Yeah. And that, that's like the most beautiful thing that I can I can get as a as an artist. I'll, I'll get like a DM on Instagram, and it will be someone saying that, like you know, maybe it's I'll still call or you know, one of my songs has helped them through a difficult time, um, and that just is so like it's just beautiful because that's why I started like I I started writing music for myself to get through a hard time. So when I see that it's helping others, um, it's just it's helpful to keep like it, it makes me want to keep going and keep making music i guess that's amazing that's amazing yeah and so do you have any artists who have like done that for you oh yeah uh when i so like during that period of time when i was i was probably like t- 10 through like 13 um was like struggling to make friends in a new school my mom was working nights had a lot of alone time i started making a lot of music but i also started like going on runs after like I would just run, that was another great way for me to like just like get stuff out. And on these runs, I think that's probably where I like solidified my music taste is on these runs for like those three years. It sounds kind of ridiculous, but like that for some reason that like really solidified all of my taste. Um, Fix You by Coldplay was one of the biggest ones, which is like so cliche, but <laughs> that that one really hit me. Um, hurt by Johnny Cash. I was like such an angsty, like obviously this is so like angsty and middle schooly, but like for real, this is where I like got most of my stuff. Um, 
And then I was also a huge fan of like movie scores. Like I love Hans Zimmer. Um, Trent Reznor is the lead singer or was the lead singer of Nine Inch Nails. I think they might still tour, but um, he makes a lot of movie scores now. Um, and there's a song called Hand Covers Bruise that I would listen to. And that actually probably came a little later. I don't think that came out when I was like 13, but um, yeah, I think Coldplay, Radiohead, Bon Iver was probably one of the biggest influences for me during that time too. All of their music is so sad, but just so beautiful. Um, it's also very like ethereal, like almost like his vocals are like coming from like a hallway that's three football fields. It's just like very far away kind of stuff. So yes. I think I, I gravitate towards that a lot too because of that. Yeah, I can definitely hear those artists in your music, especially the song we're talking about today. So yeah, you've hit it without being too on the nose. So yeah, great job with that. Because <laughs> awesome. yeah, that's, that's a struggle. So what do you hope to accomplish with your music? Man, um, I I guess I guess what we just talked about, kind of like uh, as long as it reaches someone who is uh, who's going through something where the music can help them, or even really, if anyone has any like, if just as long as anyone enjoys my music, that's really the end goal. Um, it can be helping them get through something. It can just be them like helping them study, or I, I just like. It, it kind of feels like a way to talk to people. So like that, as long as that's happening, I'm, I feel very accomplished with, with what I'm doing. Definitely. And so when you think about your legacy as an artist, like I'm hearing that you care a lot about your music affecting people positively, but other than that, do you have any like really strong like goals or, or things that you just really want to be known for? Like what kind of person and artist do you want to be known for? Um, I, I definitely want to be an advocate of uh, honesty, not with like people like honesty with each other, but I think honesty with everyone's own self in terms of what they're feeling, not being afraid to like, to acknowledge how they feel. I think for a long time, I like, I had, I, I've struggled with anxiety for a long time, but like for a long time, I didn't want to believe that that was like something that was happening to me. Um, I think like, I want to be someone who stands up for everyone not being afraid to like be who they are and feel how they feel and like being able to express that. Um, that's one thing I would stand for. And then in terms of like, like overarching goals, the really the only like right now I feel very I know I'm like very early on in my career, but I do feel very accomplished in terms of like the impact that I've had on people's lives. Like the the amount of joy that I'll get from just like one DM will like that. That was really all I, <laughs> that's really all I set out to do. So that that part, obviously I want that to continue to happen, but I feel very accomplished already with that. The only other thing I want to start doing is um, making scores for film. Um, that's definitely a goal of mine. I've already started like trying to get that in motion. Um, so I think that's like the, the secondary goal for me. That is really exciting. Um, side note on the scores, how, do you have any like recent films that, you know, whose scores have like really caught your attention? Um, my, my all time favorite is Interstellar, which is just like a Hans Zimmer masterpiece. Um, but in terms of recent films, I watched a movie called Shame with Michael Fassbender. Um, it's kind of an older movie, but I had just seen it for the first time. 
Um, there is a movie called Tar that just came out that I want to see. It's about a, a composer, I think. But I, I, I remember hearing that the music is really good in that. So um, <laughs> I hope it is. I guess that's like not really an answer. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for that one. Cool, cool. You mentioned that you're early in your career and just kind of getting started, but you've been releasing for a long time. Um, so what kind of challenges do you face like as a professional musician? Yeah. Um, right now, uh, it's twofold. There's on the one side of it, there's economic challenges. Um, making money as an artist is not the easiest of things. Um, right now I rely mostly on streaming income. So that's just like passive income you get from streaming royalties is influenced by how many people are listening to you. But right now, like to give everyone an idea of what that's like, it's Spotify will pay you like 0.004 cents or something for every stream. So it takes, it takes a lot of streams to, to make a living. Um, so like, you know, having enough money to support yourself as a artist slash just like a human to survive. Um, that's the first struggle. The, the second struggle I think is coupled with that, but, um, more on the creative side of things. Um, there's like this constant pull and I've heard so many artists talk about this. So uh, I'm sure there's people out there who, who can relate if they're musicians or a creative, any kind, but you know, there's one part of you who wants to impact as many people as possible with your music and this pressure to like sort of become more mass appealing. Um, and then this other side of you that wants to stay very true to like what you feel. Um, and like those two things are constantly fighting. Um, and I think for most people, or at least for myself, I'm, I, I don't know for sure, but for myself and the way that I think that a lot of other people I've seen deal with it is like, you always want to stay true to yourself, try to forget about, the crowd just like make music for who you are. Um, but then as you are making a song, like sometimes it, it you know, it doesn't always come out the, the way you imagined it. Um, so like there's all, there's still like that battle going on constantly throughout the song making process. Um, and that's the other big struggle for me. Um, it's just like balancing those two things, always remembering that like, it doesn't, even if I make something that I think other people might not like at all, if I like it, that's all that matters. I should put it out. Um, and usually if I have that mindset, I find that there's always some other people who, who like it. Um, so those are, those are really the two biggest challenges right now for me. Yes, I can totally see that. So how do you challenge those feelings of, I guess, doubt when you're like working on music, you're, you're wondering, oh, will this, will this appeal to more people than not? Will this be too niche? Uh, how do you tackle that? as well as the feelings of, oh, this didn't turn out how I wanted it to. Like, should I still put it out or not, you know? Yeah. I, those, yeah, I think I tackle them in different ways. The first portion of that that's like, you know, will people like this? Um, I try to just forget it. But like, that one is more just like, ignore it. You yeah. know, like, don't listen to that part of your brain because... Um, I think like when you, when everyone first starts making music, there's this hope that people will like it, but you just do it anyways. You know, you just start, you just make music because you almost have to, like you're expressing yourself, you're getting something out. So like that I think is what I try to, to do all the time is like, I look at it 
not even though that's the goal is to affect other people with it um i'd look at it as like a self expression exercise just like this is me getting my feelings out hopefully other people identify with it and then the second part about a song not coming out the way i envisioned it that one's almost harder because if you have like this idea of what you want a song to be in your head and you make it and it just doesn't sound the way you thought it would it's like a really bad feeling um so I, I just try not to release anything unless I am like, I, I'll just put in enough work to where I get it to where I, I want it to be essentially. Um, I haven't, I've, I've definitely like started songs and they haven't been what I thought they were. And I just haven't released them because I can't get it to that point. Um, but I haven't never released a song cause I thought no one would like it. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's great. Yep. Cause man, it seems like, I've seen artists who've put out, I don't know, EPs or even LPs full of like demos, just like unheard tracks. And they're all like, or at least a decent amount of them are like tens across the board, but they didn't like them at the time. And so such a waste to like bury things that someone else might like, but I totally understand just if you don't like it, then how can I put it out if I don't like it? You know, I'm sure that, I mean, yeah, I have a ton of unreleased stuff that Mm -hmm. I, I'm sure people would love to hear. So yeah. yeah, maybe I'll just start. I'll just start releasing them. Who knows? Yep. That's the campaign. That's what we're going for. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Sweet. But yeah, you mentioned earlier how running kind of helped you expand and solidify your taste. Do you have any other interests outside of music that boost your creativity and help you um, expand on your work? Yeah. Um, film always helps get me very excited about like that that's probably the biggest one is like if i watch a good movie um i can then immediately go sit down and and write a song and and feel really good about it um i think otherwise in general like hanging out with friends just like kind of like living life um that i mean it doesn't do anything directly but indirectly you know it just gives me experiences that i can then sort of reflect on um And like sometimes going back a little bit, like I tend to write music about stuff that I don't feel good about. Like it's really hard for me to write a song that I'm like, I feel so good this morning. I'm going to write a song about it. Like I don't feel like writing music when I feel good. I would rather just experience that. Um, And I have recently tried to do that just to see. Um, And I've, you know, like on your mind, like a few of my songs that I've released recently are about good feelings. Um, And I do like them, but it's just easier for me to write about the bad stuff because it just comes out easier. Um, so like when I'm living life and I'm like hanging out with people, if I have an experience that I don't feel good about, or like if I have an, an awkward encounter, or if I like something bad happens, like I'll use those as inspiration to write a song. Um, and that's, that's generally the way the process works. But yeah, all, all of those things sort of help me, help me write my music. Going back to you, like writing most of your music out of like bad feelings or like sadness, do you think you kind of have to stay in those feelings to be productive or do you think you kind of have a balance where you do feel good or you're in a positive place, but you're just like not creating as much as you would like to? Yeah, totally. That's a great question. I I feel very positive about um, my life right now. Like I, I have a very optimistic view about things. I think like since the 10 years old or 11 to 13 year old time period, like 
I mean, throughout high school it was tough too, but like I've, it's definitely been like getting easier and I've been feeling better and better every year of my life. Um, overall, there are still good days and bad days for me. Um, I still struggle with a lot of stuff, but in terms of like, do I feel like I have to constantly be sad to write? I don't feel that way. Um, I used to think like, oh, if I really want to be an artist because of how I write my music, I'm just going to have to be depressed all the time. Um, that that was not interesting to me. I'd rather just like be an engineer or something. Um, so I have found a like when I when I like sit down to write a song. Like I'm trying to release a song every month right now, um, which seems like a good doable thing for me. It's not like pushing myself to like try to reach for sad things that aren't there. Like yeah. I find that if I just sit down and kind of think about, it's almost like therapy. Like I think I can always find something that like. I can reflect on um, whether it be like a, something that happened this week or if it's a more existential thing. Um, I tend to be able to find those things uh, on the track that I'm on right now, which is good. Yeah, that's wonderful. It's great that you have kind of a mix of emotions and aren't stuck in the darkness <laughs> to, to yeah. try to like put out stuff. So that's great. Yes. Um, yes. So what would you say like keeps you grounded um as you know, you know as a working like musician um it's not super glamorous right now so like that <laughs> that helps um it's like it's definitely really hard this is the first like year that i've been full time um and it's been great like it's been really tough um it's been great but there's definitely you know that there's a lot of challenges to come with it um, and I, I think like that whole, the, the fact that it's been so hard has been grounding. Um, but even when things are going really well, I think what really helps me stay grounded is just like having a friend group that, that just knows you. Like you're, I don't know. I, my friends have known me for so long. Like they don't see me as like Habe. They just see me as Max. Um, so like, it's hard to get too high up without them being like, just like, shut up. Like <laughs> if, if like my ego starts talking or something, I'm like, oh, like that. I don't, I try to, I probably don't do this, but my friends usually do a good job of just being like, yeah, like good stuff. They won't like, I don't know. They don't fan girl or fanboy over my stuff, which I think is helpful. Um, just having like a friend who likes me for me and, you know, a good group of those people. Yeah. That's so important, honestly, because I think we've all seen examples of how that, how having the opposite can bring people down yeah. and ruin, ruin the art. So yeah, that's that's great to have. Yeah. Um, so moving on to your music, um, what would you say your favorite song is to perform? Like, have you started like performing yet? Yeah, um, I just had a show in Times Square, which was really fun. Um, but I don't, I don't focus on performing as much as I focus on just like putting out a constant stream of music. Mm -hmm. um, one because I think I'm still figuring out my live show. Um, I went back and forth between having like a real band with me versus um, just like using a backing track. And there are good and bad things about each one. But right now I'm I'm thinking like I'd rather have a, a full band because it just like helps bring out more energy. Um, so I need to figure that part out before I, I really start like go on tour, you know, whatever. Um, but in terms of like my favorite song to play live, I think it changes, but one of... The ones that surprised me um, is I Have Lost My Head, 
which is kind of an old one, but it's just like a really upbeat, fun song. And at the end, there's this guitar solo that I just love playing. Um, so yeah, that one, that one's a favorite. And then it's also really fun to play songs that everyone knows, like I'll Still Call or Self-Discovery at the show was really fun. I had some people tell me that they came out just to see those songs. <laughs> um, so <laughs> that that was fun to just like get that reaction from people. Um, but yeah, definitely not at a point where like playing my songs, I'm, I'm sick of them. So that's that's the most important thing, I think, which is which is great. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, I'm sure that's an amazing feeling. So I'm wondering, like with your performances, do you ever like go back and kind of let it like influence your music, like the way you write, like, oh, the crowd really responded well to this or they didn't respond so well to that like does that get in get into the writing process at all yeah that's interesting i again because i haven't performed live like too much i have only started to notice that but it's definitely crossed my mind and it, it actually isn't the crowd it's almost like what did i feel really cool about like what did i feel really good about playing live like what gave me the most energy? Like, again, I have lost my head. That was such a surprise to me because when I sit down and write, it's not like an upbeat. That that song almost has like a very live band, like psychedelic type of style. Um, so when I came back from that show, I was like, oh, wow, maybe I should write more songs like this. Um, so that definitely does come into play. It's something I didn't really expect to happen, but it's for sure a thing. What's your favorite song that you've ever released? That, um, I mean, Blue Room is up there. Um, I really love the lyrics. I mean, I like the production too, I guess. I, I really do like that song. Um, that one's like a very personal song. And I'm actually like, I'm very happy that, well, I guess also to go back, one, this idea for a podcast is awesome. Um, Thank you. Whole, like focusing on one song, super cool. But the fact that you chose Blue Room made me really happy because I think that that is like a very underrated song, like one of my personal favorites. Um, but yeah, that just made me really happy. So definitely Blue Room, just because the lyrics I think are really good. I think I wrote them in a way that's like um, not too on the nose with what it's about. But like, I think once you know and once you once you listen to them and digest them, it's it's just a very cool um, story almost. Um, but I think in general, my favorite song changes a lot. Like I'll I'll go through periods where I like like one song and then another one will overcome it. And then some periods where like I hate my music um, and I don't want to listen to it at all. So it, it kind of just changes. It's fluid. That makes a lot of sense. I can't imagine having just all of these songs like and not having the favorite change. That's like <laughs> having a favorite child. It, it can change. <laughs> yeah, it can yeah. change every day, depending right. <laughs> depending on the mood. Hey, everyone. Hope you're enjoying getting to know Habe so far. I wanted to take a little break to introduce you to some of his music. This song of his really stopped me in my tracks. It is the perfect soundtrack for imagining yourself as the main character in your very own indie movie. It's also a great track for gazing out of a train window, cupping your chin in your hand, contemplating the beautiful complexities of life. Very specific, I know. Here's Blue Room by Hate.
So I picked the song Blue Room because it like really blew my mind. I I played it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is like 10 songs in one. It it really, it really blew my mind. I was like, I, I'm obsessed with this song and I need to know more about it. So who or what like inspired you to write it? Um, well, thank you for the kind words. That, mm-hmm. That's great to hear. Um, can I ask you before I answer what? What do you mean it was like 10 songs in one? I feel like it pulled from multiple styles. Like I hear, yeah, here's some indie, here's some rock in there, some psychedelic, like so many different genres, a lot of influences. It's just a really, really full and just detailed song. Like as far as far away as from simple as it can be, really. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I was like, whoa, Um, that makes sense. Well, yeah, thanks. Um, I I wrote that song um, while I was quarantining um, over the pandemic. Um, I I was living in my the childhood bedroom where like where I was living when I was like you know all throughout my Florida years like ten through thirteen like it's the same bedroom. So I had to go back there and live for for eight months. Um, And that's where the song, it was just like me rediscovering a lot of the feelings that I had felt originally when I first started making music. Um, And that's, that's what inspired it. That's beautiful. So it was really kind of, you were, you were like 10 to 13 again, and then you wrote Blue Room basically yeah essentially yeah yeah yeah. wild okay that's great so who do you hope to reach with a song there are emotional elements to it it seems very personal so i i would like to know like who besides yourself do you hope to reach yeah i mean yeah for anyone like my younger self i get i think like anyone who's dealing with depression or anxiety would probably identify with a lot of the themes in the song the lyrics one of the reasons why I really love this song is because I did a really weird thing and I just personified my depression slash my anxiety slash all of the feelings that I was feeling during that time. So in the song, for example, the I have to think of the lyrics, put your lonely ways aside, come over here, you're mine. That essentially the song is like my depression talking to me. Um, it's saying like, I'm like, I'm still here. I'll never go away. Like that's one of the, the, the lines in the song or like something on that nature. Um, so like anyone who's dealing with like, and which is like a very scary thought and something that like, I think resolves at the end of the song, but you know, that that's, that's how it can feel sometimes is like, okay, these feelings are never going away. Like they're always present, um, at least to some extent, which for myself, like is pretty true. But like, I, I do think that there is like, a light at the end of the tunnel. Like there's definitely ways to overcome it. And there's a lot of uh, positive paths you can take. Um, but I think anyone dealing with, with those things probably would relate to the song in that way. Definitely. I, yeah, I can definitely see that. It's such an interesting concept, um, you know, personifying depression, like such, it's like more than a feeling. So that's, yeah, that, that's huge. Um, would you say that you like hope to kind of serve as like an advocate with your music? Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, for sure. An advocate and also just like letting people know that they're not 
they're not by themselves. Like if, you know, I guess the goal is like, if someone hears the song, they're like, oh my God, I feel the same way. Like that should give them hopefully some sense of relief. Like, okay, this person also had has dealt with this. Um, and if they can do it, I absolutely can too, kind of thing. Yeah, that's so important. Like the concept of being able to do hard things. Yeah. Um, so you've kind of you kind of touched on this, um, especially since you were kind of pulling from an experience you felt a long time ago and kind of being thrown back into it during the pandemic. But how do you feel like now when you listen to this song? Um, well, I actually listened to it right before this mm-hmm. and I it doesn't bring up any like bad feelings for me. I, I really just enjoyed like I liked listening to it. Um, I think I'm I was more focused on like and I, I do this with a lot of songs, but like sometimes I won't listen. I think there's two types of people. Some people listen to, to lyrics. Some people listen to melody. I'm generally the type of person that will mostly focus on melody. And then if like some, if like in a catchy part of the song, the lyrics also come through, I'll pick those up. But I'm definitely a melody first kind of person. So um, I was I was kind of just enjoying the song. It doesn't really make me feel sad or or anxious in any way, which I I guess is good. Yeah, definitely. Same here. I did. I gave it another listen before I came and I was like, yes, ethereal vibes. We love it. <laughs> like as I'm driving, trying to find a parking spot in this city. So, yeah. Perfect parking spot music. Yes, that's the, that's definitely. Yep. Okay. So I'm like hit play. Um, so yeah. besides like kind of being in the pandemic, bringing up, you know, past feelings, current feelings, what did the process of, I guess, um, writing and recording it entail? Because you kind of went into the writing, but I'd love to know like how that developed during and like after the eight months. Yeah, um, I actually haven't really thought about it, but I guess so. Like, obviously, in the pandemic, I, we I, we couldn't go outside or see people or you know do anything. So I was kind of just like stuck in my childhood bedroom. Um, spending a lot of time by myself, which again is how, what my life was kind of like when I first moved to that bedroom. Um, so immediately I was like, okay, back here again, like, you know, uh, and I kind of like imme- pretty much immediately noticed that. Like after the first week, I was like, okay, like we didn't know how long this was going to last. I was just like back here again and the same thing, almost like 10 years had gone by and nothing had changed. So I kind of just immediately started exploring those feelings. Um, and I, I think I wrote it over the course of like an hour, like the lyrics at least. Like I, once I started down, like once I sat down and started writing the lyrics, they pretty much just came out. Um, but then the actual track took like uh, maybe like two months to, to really finish. Um, usually when I write my songs, it just starts with like me playing guitar and kind of like playing with melodies um so i had the melody to the song but i just needed to figure out like okay this is like how long it's going to be these are the other instruments involved and all the other things that go into it so that took that process took like two months but the lyrics came very easily um and then i released it with like three other songs that came out of that that time like in in that room and then the the title of the song blue room i i don't know if i did this consciously but to me now, it's kind of a twofold title. One, my room is literally blue, 
um, like my childhood bedroom, <laughs> to that like blue like just like feelings of sadness like that you know that's that those are the two meanings which I I really like I don't think I did that on purpose I actually don't remember which one I. I named it for first, but hey, I don't know if it matters. Yeah, you don't have to admit that. You can you can just say you meant to do it <laughs> and just call it a day. Right. <laughs> like it was deep. It, that's what I yeah, meant. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I meant. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, go, going further into the song, like, do you think you would change anything about it at this point? Lyrics wise, production wise, really anything? No, I... I have a hard time uh, feeling that way about really any song that I release. Because again, I try to, I try not to release a song unless I'm like very comfortable with the fact that it's saying exactly what I wanted it to say. And sometimes I'll go back in this new song and be like, oh, I hate this. But I won't be like, oh, I should have changed this, this mm-hmm. and that. I think it's like, that's why I like uh, writing music. I can't do this with other people's music because I don't know the, the process, but it's a very like, it's a wonderful little like timestamp. Like I can go back and listen to a song and know exactly like how I was feeling when I created it. Um, so while there are things that I'm like, oh, I was going through X, Y, Z, it's hard for me to be like, I wish I did X, Y, Z kind of thing. That's amazing to hear because I really do, as a listener, find that song as like fully formed. When I say like 10 songs in one, I'm just like, whoa, like there's so much going on and it all works. And it like, yeah, it's just it just kind of like touches on so many, so many different genres, so many different sounds and textures. Yes. Indulgent in like the best way. So it was really great to learn more about your life as a musician and then about the song Blue Room. Definitely you know, gained a lot of insights about what it's like to live as a professional musician and also what it's like to pull from your, you know, personal experiences to create work and, you know, share it with the world. So if you could speak to your younger self, what would you say? Um, I, I guess it depends on what, which younger self, but, um, if I'm talking to like my 10, 13 year old self, I'd probably say stop being afraid to to be who you are. Um, and actually, I guess that's probably what I would say to most of my my younger selves. Um, just because I felt like it took me a long time to be comfortable with who I am and all these feelings that I had and, you know, that I think life could have been a lot easier if I was just like, okay, this is like who I am. like. I had confidence with it, you know? Um, so yeah, don't be afraid to be who you are. Yes, that's beautiful. And yeah, such an important thing. So how do you kind of stay stay there, like stay in that, you know, belief in yourself and that desire for confidence, like now? Yeah, it's it's an everyday struggle. It's just, you have to just remind yourself, like for me, when I wake up, like how I feel right then is how I try to be, the rest of the day. I don't know if that makes any sense or if anyone can relate to that, but like for some reason, right when I wake up, I have like, unless of course I just had like a nightmare or something, (laughs) but usually I'll be like the truest form of myself in the morning. And I just try to like 
start off the day with that in mind and just keep reminding myself, like, you know, trust your gut, listen to who you are, and just trying to be, like, in tune with myself and my emotions. It's a constant reminder you have to give yourself. Definitely. That's good, because it makes a lot of sense that, you know, after so many years of struggling with being confident and believing in yourself, that it would just have to become a daily, daily thing, pulling yourself up and just really, really trying to stay there in that, you know, positivity and strong belief in yourself. So yeah, you have to be your biggest, your biggest fan, I think. Yes, I totally, I totally believe that. Yeah, totally believe that. So what's next for you as an artist and as a person? What's next? Um, I want to keep releasing music uh, to the people. Um, I would like to start playing more shows at some point in the next, you know, uh, I guess I'll say year to be conservative, but hopefully sooner. Um, I've gotten a lot of messages from people that's like, you know, come to whatever Ohio or, you know, whatever it might be. So. I would like to come see all the people that my music has uh, made an impact on. Um, and uh, other than that, just uh, living life. Yeah, I, I, that's that's really the whole thing. Yeah, that's amazing. And so where can people find you and find your music and continue to learn more and, and stream? Um, they can find me on Spotify and or any other streaming platform of choice. I personally use Spotify, but um, if you're an Apple Music person, I, uh, you know, I love you still. Um, So you can listen to me on any of those platforms. You can find me on Instagram. Um, I'm not super active with posting, but I do post a lot of stories. So I guess, you know, there's one part of it. Um, And then I'm starting to try out some TikTok stuff. I, I have no idea what I'm using that platform for, but, you know, you can... You can follow along the journey on on TikTok, and that's uh, those are the those are the spots. Okay, awesome. And then, what's your handle um, for for those platforms? Um, Habe Music, H A B E Music. Okay, awesome. You heard him. Follow him. Stream his music. Do all the things. Thank you so much for being on. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Likewise. Thank you for listening to In My Tracks. The show was created and produced by me, your host and friend, Jada Burt. And shout out to Play Audio Agency for producing, recording, and editing the show. And for composing the original theme music you are currently jamming out to. It is truly a labor of love, and I hope you enjoy it. To continue the fun, follow In My Tracks Pod on all social channels. Don't forget to use hashtag InMyTracksPod to share the songs that stop you in your tracks. Looking to discover even more awesome music? Follow InMyTracksPod on Spotify for weekly playlists. And please remember to follow the show so you don't miss an episode. And leave a review if you're enjoying it. See you next time!